Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back. It's Bush League back for another year. Before we get into it, let's start off by saying we are broadcasting on 101.7 FN. That's Civil Radio, broadcasting from the traditional unceded Stolo territory. This is Bush League. We got me, Kit, your host, Carl Lundgren, Kenny Greencorn, Terry Midzane, and we got Sam as well. He's sitting in. He won't be talking today, but he'll just be awkwardly staring at Kenny while we're doing the broadcast <laughs> to throw him off his game. Uh, just so. make direct eye contact the That's entire right. time, Sam. That's all right. Just the entire time. How was everybody's summers? And you guys miss me? You miss my voice, right? I mean, definitely. Uh, there's always something about the Bears' voice that you kind of like. When you, when you hear it for so long, or a full season of hockey, and you don't hear it again, you yeah, kind of haunts like, your dreams, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Before we start the episode, I was going to tell this genie story. Remember we talked about that in the we notes? Did. But that didn't age well. Uh, it was like <laughs> the, the <laughs> Vancouver team's off to a 2-0 and start. Uh, Abbotsford's off 2-0 and start. Oh, I'll just have a Coke, right? But, no, that didn't age well. So I'm not going to tell that joke because, well, we saw what happened with the Vancouver team the last couple games. That's true. Uh, in Philly and then with Tampa Bay. So, all right. Well, uh, uh, before we get into it, a big shout-out to the UFV Cascade soccer team for making the playoffs. Uh, they have their first, uh, their next game tomorrow at 1 p.m. at UVic. Go, girls, go. Yeah, absolutely. i got to weigh in on that real quickly. My uh, boss, his daughter plays for that team, so... There you uh, go. Yeah, so we, we talk about it all, all the time at work. I know he's proud, so that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And for those that don't know, we do broadcast on the UFE campus at Silver Radio, so we're always keeping up to date on the Cascade Sports happenings. Uh, they also have a really great volleyball team and basketball program, so you know if you're looking for something to do on a weekend in Abbotsford, come check out the games. I well, think they got games this weekend. On that note, the, volleyball, awesome. the uh, volleyball team's first games are actually tonight and tomorrow, oh. and the women's volleyball team specifically – they were ranked dead last last season, and they did fabulous. They had a, a, a mediocre playoff run, but they're ranked number one uh, going into this season now. So, wow, there you go. that's out. quite the that's quite the turnaround there. Yeah, uh, how, what happened there? They just roid up or what? They uh, probably yeah. They just I don't know. They have they have a really good squad. Uh, returning returning squad. There was a question about if one of them would be able to return or not, and she is. Uh, they just have. And they've just beefed up where they were weaker during yeah. last season, and watch. I got awesome. a chance to watch some of them practice, and they look, they look so in sync right now. Speaking of beefing That's up, awesome. aside from Kenny looking really, really yeah, stacked like, over like, there, like, I know um, Kenny's been eating some lasagna over the offseason. He's, he's got so. the uh, Italian twenty put on over there, all carb <laughs> diet. Uh, but uh, speaking of beefing up, we are now allowing call-ins for the show. So anybody who's go. brave enough to call in and talk to uh, the Bear and Kenny, you know, and Taryn even. Give us a call. Um, how do they call in, Terrence? You just call in at 604-851-6307. That is 604-851-6307. And for those that don't awesome. know, we do have that posted to our Instagram uh, at underscore Bush League or Bush League Radio on Facebook. So you can check that out. The phone number is on there. Uh, so let's kick it off. Let's talk about the Vancouver Canucks uh, so far. You know, I think, you know, let's talk about it. The depth has been... You know, you look at the line combinations on the on the sheet. Uh, I was a little suspect, but then we came out and we watched that first game. I was like, "Wow, this is this team is deep. They they mm-hmm. got some good depth." But you know, tragically, it hasn't really lived up to that since. Uh, but you know, you look at the talent down in Abbotsford, and uh, I find that I, I I mean, despite the last two games, this is the least injury sensitive Canucks roster I've ever seen. Like I yeah. feel like they can fill in slots really easily, um, but work effort. That's going to be the key. 
right? Talkit was quoted at uh, the practice the other day saying, earn your effing ice time, boys, right? And so, you know, this is not a coaching regime that's going to, uh, you know, dick around. They they want to see effort out there. And, it you know, for a lot of these secondary players, like the, uh, you know, the uh, – who are some of those guys like uh, – who are the secondary guys on the team this year? Like um, you're talking about the bottom Dakota, six? Oh, Dakota, yeah. Joshua, Dakota, Joshua, guys like that. Uh, you know, if they don't perform, it could be a, a, a one way trip down the highway of broken dreams for those boys, right? So they gotta get rolling here and get playing for those guys in specific. You know, one thing I love about NFL, you know, I love my NFL football. Yeah, I love it because it's a short season. And they play their hearts out every week. Every week is like the Super Bowl because every game is so important. You it, get in these sports that have 85 games, you know, 130 games in baseball or like whatever it is. They coast a little bit sometimes. They coast sometimes. And the Canucks have a history of coasting. So yeah. these guys, the secondary players especially, have to play every game like it's a Stanley Cup this year or they're going to get sent packing. Mm-hmm. And speaking sure. of the NFL season, this season is absolutely wild in terms of... It's every year it's like, like every, that though. But uh, this this year especially, I I I'm a very pro CFL guy. But this year I've been watching so much NFL again and just realizing, oh my gosh, it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's and a lot of times everyone's games like Miami really figured out the new rules. I, don't know, I could talk about the NFL a lot, but this is not an yeah. NFL show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I will make a comment though on your uh, on on Talkett's quote. Uh, keep in mind that was the practice after they won eight one. Right, they they won that first game eight yeah. one. They went out for a practice the next day, or next day, and uh, there's talk at shouting Ernie you and ice time. Right, so yeah, they were all drinking champagne out of their fake Stanley Cups at home <laughs> after that eight one win or something. I don't know what was going on, but they were a little hungover uh, in practice, I guess. And talk let them have it, and that's what I want to see. I, yeah, I haven't been overly convinced with focused. the choice of Rick Talkett. We know that, but hey, I'm starting to warm up to the idea of this guy. I, I like what he's doing. I like what he's saying. Uh, yeah. This team. You know, they've always been handled with kit and gloves for years. Um, and it's because of how injury sensitive the depth chart was. And this time around, uh, it's not a problem. They they can they, they can play harder. And if injuries happen, we can fill those voids with the depth. Uh, now, it's not like a superstar depth, but with the salary cap the way it is in the NHL, you're not going to see superstars on the third and fourth line. It just doesn't exist. But they have a lot of depth and they can pull it off, especially if... Some of these, uh, you know, guys like Tyler Myers start making their six million dollars, right? Yeah, well, and they're they're a lot deeper in the bottom six too, as well, uh, which I think is a is a big upgrade, right? Like, honestly, I really like Sam Lafferty since he's come in. Like, he's a bottom six guy they picked up last minute, but this guy drives to the net hard and creates a lot of chances. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I, I well, really like their the bottom six. It's yeah. been one of the best lines so far consistently. Yeah. And uh, PDG, you know, he's he's been battling down low and getting some good oh, pucks man. on offense, forechecking, you know. And their their best line is is really, it's Miller, Besser, and PDG, right? Like, yeah. those are the, that's their, their yeah, go-to line. They generate a lot. I said going into the season, though, I said watch for Miller to have a good season just yeah. because they're going to use him as a utility player. He's going to play like that guy we saw a couple years ago when they needed him to step in and cover a lot of positions. Yeah. And that's what he wants to play. That's the role. He gets respect in that role. People see his depth of skill. He is a skilled hockey player. He can play every – you give him some pads, he'll play goalie. Like, yeah. he's, he's, he's that kind of guy. What 100%. was the difference between that kind of utility player role that uh, he was, that he likes and what they were trying to do with him last year than why when he had that kind of, like, bad stint for a minute? What's the kind of difference of playing that you're, you're doing in those two roles then? Yeah, I'd say it's more of a – when he's playing the utility is now, it's more of a support role as opposed to a lead role. And 
he's shown time and time again he's not really a leader every time he's tried to step up and be a leader he's yelled at goalies done dumb things that actually hurt the team away right he's just not that type of player but he can play an assistant captain he can play second fill to someone and you put him on a good line and you get some other high tempo energy players he doesn't have to manage the 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 team he doesn't have to manage that line he could just get make fill the void fill whatever slot is not being filled in and he can do that on the fly he's very good with improvising in that way so that's where Mm -hmm. i think it's different i think Mm -hmm. they've also i identified him fully as a center now too right last season they were toggling him to the wing back to center back to wing so i think going into this season they were like you know you're going to be a center and so that's his focus right yeah it's easy to know what you're playing where you're playing how's his face-off percentage been so far i wouldn't be I'd be mm-hmm. curious to see that okay. maybe taron can hook oh, us up there we go here we go first first assignment. first, first <laughs> all right he's out of it there we go i think okay. pd's around 40 i want to guess i'm gonna say 48 which, percent which uh what, who are you looking you want to look up pd or uh, you want me to look up no, he miller. said miller, miller, miller. okay um the Oilers Canucks rivalry. Yes. Okay. So that's heating up. I think it's going to reach a fever pitch this year. Mark, yeah. mark my words. Uh, and this is, I really think it's going to be one of the biggest rivalries in hockey over the next 10 years. I, I just could see it because you got to think all the media attention around McDavid, right? Yep. There's always a camera in his face. Any word he says or mutters is going to make headline news. And that's what builds rivalries, is mm-hmm. when players put their foots in their mouths. Now, McDavid's got a whole coaching team. I'm not talking about the coaches behind the bench. I'm talking about his social media coaches, his PR coaches that are telling him not to mess up, but he's already messed up once or twice this year with saying the wrong thing about the Vancouver Canucks, and that builds rivalries right yeah, there. Yeah, are you commenting on the, uh, on the, on the Demko move? Yeah. 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 I mean, listen, you don't know what's going on, but I thought that was pretty funny, too. I was like, oh... Come on, that's a, that's a shot across the bow. That guy yeah. is too smart of a hockey man to not know that Thatcher Demko is a top five, top ten goalie, right? So, yeah. you know, come on, man. I mean, it's just silly. And the stats sheet shows that both him and D. Smith are 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 on the top fifteen in point in uh, a safe percentage and goals against average. Right, so one game for D. Smith so it's hard to really treat that, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's you know looking good for those guys. Um, Tyler Myers with that goal. Last yesterday, anybody else see that? A bomb, a cannon. I'm like, I'm sitting here uh, going, like, if this guy's got a shot like that, why aren't we using it? But I don't know. I guess he just got lucky on that one, caught a good one with the right timing. But man, that was a $6 million goal. And it will turn out to be because he only gets one goal a year. <laughs> That's actually a stat. He's had one goal every season for the last two seasons. So this would now he. Uh, as much as that was a beauty goal, it didn't erase any of the other mistakes that he made. No, he was the reason they scored the first goal. And I just, I he mean, just Tyler Mines is just garbage. He's brutal. You could send him down to Abbotsford. Nobody's going to pick him up, but he's a, he's a he's a $6 million guy to play in Abbotsford. So you're going to pay him $6 million to play down in the farm club? I don't know. But he's just losing games for us. Brutal player. I mean, I yeah. Know. There's still some questions on that defense, right? We do We do still need at least another one. Uh, one defenseman for sure. But with Myers' play, I mean, I don't know who you put with him and feel comfortable. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's a tough question. Yeah. That might be a segment for another day. Um, Speaking of segments for another day, I have some stats for you boys. Ooh, Ooh. we like stats. So uh, I'm very cur- aroused. Currently, <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> I can't have to say that. Okay, so JT Miller's uh, current face-off percentage for the 2023 season is 52.3%. 
Okay. Uh, and PDG uh, technically is not yet ranked. Oh, no, uh, he's talking about PD, not PDG. Oh, oh Pedersen. Pedersen even? Oh, yeah. whoops. Okay. So that's all, right. all good. I'll be back in a second then. No, that's all good. No, I was no, just taking okay. a shot in the ground. I was like, maybe I think Kenny's probably spot on, but uh, we don't pay PD to win face-offs. <laughs> we pay PD to be PD. <laughs> that's <laughs> and true. And do everything else he does. But the fact that a utility centerman is uh, getting over 50% of the draws is very promising. So it just shows you Miller is contributing and he's making the money. Now, will he contribute for the next what is it, six or seven years they still have left on his contract? I don't know, especially um, well, as he ages. But at least we're getting some performance now, and that's better than some of the other guys, right? It's so, true. Yeah. Kenny, what was your uh, prediction for Pedersen? Uh, I said 48%. 45.5. Oh, that's man. more than I would have thought. Um, but yeah. Still close, though. Still close. Within, within well, the listen, spot. forget about his face-off percentage. He's leading the league in points. That's all that matters, okay? Yep. <laughs> so, uh, NHL leaders, uh, the key Canucks... Jumping on, obviously, there's some padded statistics from that first game, eight to one over Edmonton. Yeah. Um, and what does that tell you, right there? Before we get into the stats, eight to one. That shows you these guys when they work hard, they can not only perform with any team in this league, they can beat and dominate any team in this league. That's the yeah. best team in the Western Conference, arguably, and they destroyed them. Right. Absolutely. Granted, I think uh, the goaltending situation was a little sus uh, in game one for Edmonton, uh, but, you know, it's one of those things. Um, uh, the leaders, Elias Pettersson, is tied for first in the league for points with eight points. So you can't really just say that that's just the first game padding. That's, uh, you know, goal and seven assists right over four games. That's two Absolutely. points a game. Right? Yeah, he's he's been a beast. JT Miller uh, up there also tied for seventh with six points, two goals, four assists. There again, we talked about him contributing. That'll be good. And then I really wanted to touch on Brock Besser. Yes. And I'm going to touch on this more later on, but Brock Besser, five goals, one behind Austin Matthews for first in the league. Uh, this is padded quite a bit by the four goals in the first game, but that wrist shot goal last night there again, like his wrist shot. Elite. I'm going to say it right now, aside from Connor Bedard, he might have the nicest wrist shot in the NHL when he's on. And, and his accuracy is always suspect. That's the thing. So if yeah. he gets the accuracy on the shot, his focus has been off the last few years. And I think that makes a difference for a guy who's relying on his wrist shot. Focus is such a big part of a good wrist shot that if he's not focused properly and just, just missing, how many bars does that guy ring the bar off? Oh, of? for sure. I would love to see a stat on, and I'm sure you won't find this here, but I bet you he had more <laughs> posts last year than any other player in the NHL. A guy rings it off the bar a lot. Well, I think last year he started with that wrist injury too, right? He had that last on his wrist yeah for sure it's nice to see him healthy yeah he rings it off the bar more than a kid in the playground with rocks like throwing (laughs) rocks at the bars you know but i don't know i could have a better analogy than that that's all right brings it off the bar like a drinking bar i don't know anyways (laughs) uh it's the first episode of the season what are you expecting here you know um But it yeah, Bush so League after all. It is Bush League <laughs> after all. Oh, that's our first It's Bush League there after all of the year. That's the first one. Um, so both Demko and D. Smith looking great. Um, they're around the top 10, 15 goalies, like we said. Uh, off-season moves. Kenny, yeah. uh, you, you kept a really close eye on things. I kept a really close eye on food and just ate all summer. <laughs> but why don't you tell me more? No, you know what? I really like the move of, of Quinn to captain. I think... Uh, I think it's a great move. I know there was a lot of talk about Pedersen and Quinn Hughes, but I think Quinn Hughes is is the right the right call. And I, I love 
that Lyndon was there for the <sighs> captaincy ceremony. You took I, the words right out of my mouth. I, I, I loved it. I loved it. Like, I, I mean, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, we all know there was a bit of a bad breakup there with Lyndon yeah. and uh, the organization. So I think that says a lot that Lyndon really likes this pick. Yeah, and he wanted to make sure he was there to usher this kid in. Still likes the team, and uh, I mean, he's he's Mr. Vancouver, right? So, like, oh, this, he is. This is not... Oh, hundred percent. By far, my favorite Canuck, and and honestly, he like it was a nice a, another nice thing having him and uh, uh, you know Henrik Sedin and Orlin mm-hmm. Curtin back and Stan Smeal, yeah. like four generational captains. Where um, was Bo? No, I'm just kidding. You can't have Bo mm-hmm. there, obviously, when he's playing on another team. They usually don't have active player former captains go the go to those ceremonies no. but uh but that would be cool. but I like it and honestly I think I think the captaincy's put a little pep in his step which is crazy to say cuz he's already so good but uh, he sure came out in that first game and and since honestly he's just an incredible incredible player so um, he's consistent he does look like he coasts at times, but he's just one of those players that's so good he gives off that vibe. Yeah, it's true. But, yeah. Like the kind of like the old Lemieux days where I'm not saying Quinn Hughes is as good as Merrill Lemieux, but I'm just saying <laughs> sometimes you get those high caliber skilled players and they just look like they're not giving an effort when they're just that good. I, I will say that it's very, very rare that there's a player when I'm watching a hockey game that actually fakes me out as a watcher. Like, I don't know if you remember in the Edmonton game, but there was a time where he was, or maybe it was the the Philly game. It was the Philly game where he came across the blue line, looked to the left to make a pass, and I thought for sure he was passing, and he pivoted, spun around, and came straight to the net, and I was like, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. And the player was like, "Uh, okay, and he was was gone. So, anyways, just a a great player. Obviously, uh, Rathbone was traded this last week. Uh, What are your thoughts on that, Carl? Well, you know, I, I, I'm not like I don't see anything in that trade that really stands out to me as being great. But he wasn't going anywhere here, and he's a better player. He deserves an opportunity. Um, and I'm not blaming the Canucks organization. It just hasn't gelled. It hasn't worked. Yeah. It just hasn't happened. And uh, I, you know, from what I could research about the guys that came in the trade, you know, it, it's it's an even trade both yeah. ways. It's just to flip the script, see if they work better and organizations i think rathbone's going to be a big contributor in pittsburgh right i and think so yeah, it's, it's yeah. yeah. i'm just i'm just more upset because he, the guy gave me some great quotes on the media scrums so well, yeah i'm gonna miss that out but they always give me something right so yeah. well there you go you go down to pittsburgh now and get some yeah there you no. go <laughs> well no you know what he was a he was a beauty here in abbotsford it was uh, a lot yeah. of fun to watch him play so all the best to him yeah. out in pit. I do want to say, speaking of uh, Bo, Bo Horvat, uh, the Islanders come to town on the fifteenth of November. Oh, so you can imagine. I wonder. I'm I'm intrigued to know what that that homecoming is going to be like. What do you like. think? Booze or I think he'll get booed. Yeah, I yeah. don't think he deserves to get cheered after the things he said. Like I know uh, he put his foot in his mouth, and then I just didn't like how he apologized after his apology was like. Uh, I'm not sorry I said it. I'm sorry I got caught kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. I don't know, man. He meant what he said, and, and it's like, yeah. I yeah, don't know. I a, thought he a, got a lot of love here, and I don't think he did the fans justice with that. I think that was a shady move, and yeah, I think cut. it shows it was, what it was, the toxicity was in the dressing room, and unfortunately it was Bo Horvat, and we didn't yeah. see that. Nobody saw that. I didn't see it. I thought Bo Horvat was a, uh, a positive influence on the team. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously, that wasn't the case. Especially, call out though, Terry. Yeah, spe- especially with that like season he was having with uh, like how how many goals he was scoring, those face off like that was the that was the what was it almost how many how many did he get? He got like almost like fifteen in the first. 
He was like he tied. Was, he, was he was crazy. He was on p- better pace than uh, McDavid at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like tied up there with him. Then like for the yeah. first like half of the season. Then they traded him to New York, and then he just stopped scoring. Yeah, he got his big co- big ticket. <laughs> yeah, he got, he got his golden got his ticket. T- that's right. That's, that's, that's right. what I, I always have that feeling. Like you see it in you see it in the NBA a lot. You see it a lot in the NFL where they um they they make the big they get the big contract trade and then they don't do anything for the first two years of that contract trade. They just make the money and heal up. And then yeah. so I'm interested to see what happens. But he got his golden ticket, went to the Wonka factory and drowned in the fudge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how well, about how about Connor Garland, Carl? There's a lot of talks around Garland trade. What are your thoughts on that one? All right. So come on. He's a small guy who he doesn't is. score. Yeah. He's a small guy who doesn't score. We're a program like we are uh, a team here that covers Abbotsford Canucks hockey, AHL hockey. We've seen guys around his size in the AHL all season that can outscore and outperform this guy. So why in the heck are we spending five million dollars on this guy? And I liked Connor Garland at first because of the nature of the trade to get rid of. Uh, a bad contract, yeah. and I was ha- happier to have him. But now it's like a little bit disconnected. Uh, some time has gone by, and I, you know, trade him if you can get anything for him. Get a bag of pucks, I'll be happy. Oh, Let's get Matthew Phillips. He just got traded down to the Hurricanes. Uh, <laughs> it's it's evident he doesn't. I don't want know Hurricanes. Here. He's in uh, Washington, Washington, Washington Capitals. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, let's let's go get Matthew Phillips. Jeez, he outperformed Connor Garland for sure. It's true. Uh, that's true, my thoughts man. on that. Well, listen, uh, I'm going to give just real quick here. I, I want to do a, a, a quick touch up on some of these, the starts of the season for some of these young prospects, if you don't mind. Yeah, for sure. Um, Elias Pettersson, EP2. He uh, is playing in the SHL and he is at, where are we here? 13 points in 14 games. So he's looking pretty good. And. Hunter, I, I'm going to butcher this, but Hunter Bruce, Brustevich, I believe is his, his last name, for the Kitchener Rangers. Just a reminder, everybody, this is Bush League. We don't get a proper media <laughs> kit. We don't have the pronunciation of these names. To be honest with the media kits that I get, I don't get any pronunciation guides either. No. Nothing. I, yeah, I often have to go and ask them, hey, how, uh, I, I'll try the name. They're like, this is how you pronounce it. I, oh, thank you. I'd still read it wrong. I can't even Jeez. read the menu at a Chinese kitchen, so I'm not going to read that properly. You know, like well, listen. I'm just gonna just gonna throw out for him. This guy, right shot defenseman, playing for the Kitchener Rangers in the OHL. He's got 16 points in his first eight games. Mm. Oh wow! I did that's not see bad. that coming. Oh, uh, so that is exciting. Uh, and Jonathan Lekaramaki. Lekaramaki, yeah, he's looking good. Eight points in 11 games so far. Six goals. So yeah. it looks like he's, uh, he's put to rest he's any doubters. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm Anyways, glad to those hear are it. the top three so far. So well, we'll keep an eye on Solid that. Stuff. We'll keep an eye on it. And uh, okay, so I want to dive into goaltending. Let's do it. And mm-hmm. then I'm going to flip around a little bit here on our script, but just to make sure we get everything in and talk because we haven't talked to Abbotsford Canucks yet. No, and we no, have yeah. opening night tonight. It's, it's the big one. Let's, get, let's big talk one. about the goaltending. It's going to talk a little bit about both teams all in one because it is all one. Regime, one segment, one accoutrement. Yeah, so you know, it's it's uh, the what, sister team, not sister, farm team, sister team. It's, 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 uh, <laughs> it's the team. It's the team. It's the team. That's uh, <laughs> that's not like Mario now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so everyone's talking about how important Thatcher Demko is, and he is. He's Thatcher Demko. He's a top five goalie. These it's very rare to have a goalie like that in your franchise in the NHL today. It's important, but. Every bit as important is the presence of a proper backup goalie in Casey Day-Smith. 
that DeSmith might be the best backup goalie in hockey. Okay. Mm-hmm. He might be. Uh, you talk about, you know, like his performance so far this season. He showed really good in that results. But I, I used to work on Kids in the Hall because I'm sure I've mentioned this before. And like, I was, like the like the television show? Yeah. Kids in the Hall? So I worked with Kids in the Hall no on uh, Death no. Comes to Town. No and way. I was the key cast uh, assistant. I was basically the guy that made sure all the key cast members and the directors were happy. That's okay? dope. As their liaison <laughs> to the community. And so the assistant awesome. director on set said, the most important person on that set was me oh. because I'm the one that kept the talent happy. Dang so man. Casey D. Smith is the most important guy on the Canucks because he keeps <laughs> Thatcher Demko happy. I like okay? that. I like that. There you go. You know, so, that's, that's a fair. It's, it's, yeah. Demko had seven starts in the first eight games last season and allowed 30 goals during that stretch. You don't ride your starting goalie that hard, especially in divisional games like that against a tough team like Edmonton that can light you up. Yeah. He looked great in the first half of that first game last year, and then all of a sudden he got lit up by the Edmonton. There was a bad penalty call, if everybody remembers that correctly. Yeah, and it just everything went went sideways quickly. And Demko is a he's one of those goalies that when he's hot, he's hot, and if he gets off his game, things fall apart a little bit. It takes him a long time to get back on it. So they should have pulled him out. Got a good backup, but the problem was at the time we had no backup. Spencer Martin had only played nine NHL games with three wins going into last season. Artur Silov had zero NHL games. Yeah. And Colin Dillia, who, you know, he had 52. He should have been the backup from the start. We didn't find that out until two months into the season. And then he came in, but by then we were already up. Uh, it was just down Creek, so much. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, so I could say Shit's Creek because it's spelled differently, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can, you can do that. You, you, yeah. you, if you say the name, yeah. Because it's the TV show shit, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, so... You know what? I'll, I'll, it's the first episode back. I'll, I'll give it to you this time. But uh, <laughs> just... Uh, yeah. But that's the thing. So. That's Carl. He walks the line. <laughs> yeah. That's, 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 that's definitely... That's the definitely... Yeah, that is definitely the line. Like, right on that line. Oh, I'm, I'm a master of walking that line, brother. Uh, but... Yeah, that's the thing. And the Colin Deli was even thrown off by just Miller, right? Doing his yeah. stupidity last year. You don't talk to the goalie. You do not talk to the goalie. Kenny, yeah. back me up here. You're a hockey player. Am You're I right? 100% right. Goalie yeah. sets the tone sometimes, you know? You just, mm-hmm. yeah, you don't go there. Is that why, like, uh, goalies make decent like, decent captains in a way? I feel no, like they make horrible they captains. They make captains? Okay, no. Never mind. That's why they should never be captain. We talked about this last year when we were talking about it. They should never right. be captain because they need to be focused 100% on what's happening in their zone, their crease. That's yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No. They shouldn't be telling people what to do. They shouldn't Honestly, have Honestly, the only time I talk to the goalie is when he bails me out and I <laughs> yeah. thank him. Or if I can tell he's getting rattled, I'll just tap his pads with my stick. I'll just skate by, tap him, and just skate away. Like, what? just... You know, like it's just what uh, what position do you play, Kenny? I play center. Does it? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I play center. I do play wing too as well, but center is kind of my more defensive minded. So are, yeah. you, are you done rubbing them now? No, no, I just didn't. I just didn't. I just right. didn't. Uh, so I'm finding things out. You know. <laughs> yeah, we're finding things out. All right. Uh, so Casey, he's uh, Casey's looking good, right? Here's the thing. So for those of you out there that are like. Carl, you're crazy. He's not the best backup in goalie. Well, in hockey, well, you're right. I am crazy, but he is the best backup in goalie. Here's the thing: backup. He is backup in Pittsburgh for five seasons, 134 games, 58 wins, and took on a pretty heavy workload last year with 38 games. Is yeah. there a guy more primed to be a backup goalie right now than that guy? He is the best backup goalie in hockey, not just the NHL, all of hockey. Okay. 
if Demko goes down injured again this year in December, we will have somebody to back him up. We'll still make the playoffs. Okay? So that's my take on that. Uh, it's, it's a powerful thing. Listen, not to mention that in uh, game number two, like his athletic style... I felt like I was watching Dominic Hasek again in the early 90s. Oh my Doesn't God. It feel like brought that? me, like, honestly, I was like, oh. I'm like, no. you don't see goalies play like that anymore. But his ability to recover uh, is was phenomenal. His YouTube video, like, there's some cool stuff on there. We're going to have to post Ooh. some stuff on the Bush League Instagram. Casey DeSmith. underscore Bush League. I was about to ask, how do we find the Instagram? At underscore Bush League or Bush League Radio on Facebook. The Facebook. <laughs> um, Artur Silov's uh, performance for Latvia at the IHF. I know that that was, you know, obviously over the summer. Yeah. But man, he played. Shout out. Oh, great. great. Shout out to Silov's. Yeah. yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the, the the times I was able to watch the games, I really liked how what he was doing in that. Yeah. In that, in the yeah. Now, I don't know much about the Nikita Tolopilo, a.k.a. Nikita Telepila. Apparently, that's what they call him on YouTube. Uh, outside of what Google tells me, uh, Kenny, any insights on this guy? Yeah, he's uh, a big goalie. Actually, I believe he's 6'6". 6'6", 230. Yeah, 6'6", 230. That's a big boy. Uh, yeah, he's undrafted Belarusian. He's got some KHL experience and U18, U20 international games. Uh, for Team Belarus, but nothing stands out. And honestly, I've heard a lot about him uh, in regards to like training camp. They were talking a lot about yeah. how they see him in Abbotsford. Uh, they make like Abbotsford may carry three goalies because they feel that he, instead of sending him back overseas, that he he belongs there. He's got skill. Uh, mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm excited to see him. I, it's been a while since we've had a really well, I uh, sorry, Seelovs is there, but I mean it's been yeah. a while since we've drafted a really good um cuz I mean Seelovs is not new neither. He's been it's been yeah. a while he's since been, he's been drafted too, so. Yeah, but yeah. the thing the thing is this is uh uh Tolapilo is undrafted, right? So he's undrafted uh player and the thing that people got to realize with the AHL format, those of you that are just starting out this is year 3 for Abbotsford Canucks, mm-hmm. we have a lot of new fans. Um there's a lot of back-to-back games. So you split the duties a lot. Like the backup goalie could play a lot of games. And we've taken for granted how fortunate we've had it where we've had two, you know, borderline NHL backups at any given time playing in our slot. And we've been rotating, you know, Spencer Martyr on Artur Silovs, uh, you know, like all these different, uh, Colin Dillia. Uh, so we've, we've had great goaltending. So we mm. rely on that. Now, um, this new Belarusian, he looked great last weekend. So uh, I'm sure we'll see him on probably tomorrow night depending on the result tonight so i'm looking forward to seeing him play for sure uh let's hop into the abster canucks so far so uh two wins to start the season there we go tied for first in the division yeah i'll cut you off for a quick second because i just i just want to throw this out there i want to give a shout out to tristan nielsen (laughs) <laughs> yeah, my was, boy he got a, he got signed to an entry-level deal by the vancouver canucks and this is a guy who's like carl just said worked extremely hard he was signed to a only ahl contract so the canucks could not pick him up he was yeah. he could not go up he was drafted only to the ahl 
and he worked hard. He was a lot of fun to watch, and he earned that that contract. So well, he uh, sure rewarded just, the contract with a hat trick. He sure did. Yeah. I, I was very happy to see that. <laughs> so. I, I actually I saw that score. And so the, I just want to give him a shout out anyway. Sorry, yeah. Carl. I might have to get a Mad Hatter jersey. You know, Mad Hatter. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually, I actually saw that score, and I and I thought the first thing I thought of was like Kenny's. Over the moon. <laughs> Kenny yeah. is so. Should have worn a top hat tonight. I, oh yeah. man, I should have. You you gotta you gotta hit you gotta make sure that he sees he sees you there. Oh yeah, okay. might get some jersey. will be plastered on <laughs> yeah, the yeah, on the sure. on yeah. the boards there for sure. Yeah. So they're tied for first in the division with Henderson, uh, the uh, Henderson ugly helmets, and <laughs> San Diego and wait for it Tucson, Tucson, Tucson. at two and zero. Oh. Is this indic- oh, indicative of an improving Coyotes organization down in Arizona? The Coyotes are off to a two and two start. Yeah, right. I mean, usually they'd be zero and four right now. So you know what we're we looking at here. Are we suddenly going to have to pay attention to Tucson? Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, I don't know much about their depth, but we're going to find out this season. But I do know, like for the AHL club, they've got a lot of really good young guys. Like Logan Cooley yeah. could win Rookie of the Year this year. I think he's in the lead right now. And you know what's interesting about the city of Tucson? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's uh, so dirty. No, I don't. Okay. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, but Tristan Nielsen, great starting game. R. S. D. Baines, yeah, our boy. There we go. Our boy. He's playing great. Uh, each with four points. Baines. Ba, ba, ba. I I love the singing with us at the game tonight. All right, you if you're listening. I I do love the hometown cheer he gets when he does something. Yeah. It's always something nice. He's a nice Surrey boy. That's well, so what we're trying that's to get great. the R.S.D. Baines. We're going, R.S.D. Baines. Bum, bum, bum. We're trying to get that going. Wow. We'll see. Well, if you're so, in our section, we'll be we'll be yeah. shouting it out. Uh, but, yeah, each with four points in two games. Great start to the season. And, yeah, looking great. Uh, uh, Nielsen is one goal behind uh, Yuri Kulich from Rochester. Uh, Rochester, that's the old um, stomping grounds of Don Cherry, mm-hmm. Rochester. Speaking of uh, seeing you guys in the, if you're sitting in the sections of the games, how will they find you guys, the people listening? How will they find you at the at the Abbotsford Center today? How, well, what's, what's the what's the thing? Because you got to everyone. If you see them, you got to go talk to the boys and, and say hi. Yeah, for sure. Well, we're gonna try and post some stuff up on the social medias, the social webs. But uh, also, you know, I'm I'm the big, probably the biggest guy you'll see there. Uh, you know, I'm pretty big dude. Pretty, yeah. Lots of beard, lots yeah, I'm of facial yeah. hair. I'm the, I'm the short guy with the get some jersey. So yeah. if you see yeah. get some on the back of the jersey, just there give it, give us a shout out. Take, we're already love to chat with you guys. Glass. We'll love have to connect with you guys. Going on yeah. as always. These papers and, uh, are back in. Some fun. Yeah, yeah are we gonna do Look. the papers again. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, the Cascade Shade. Yeah, there we sure. go. Hey, I wanted shout to, ma- to I wanted to give a shout out to Sheldon <laughs> Rempel, who's also uh, tied up there. Yeah, I saw the, that in the uh, goal scoring race, uh, and he plays for the Ugly Helmets as well. That's hey, right. are we going to do the sunglasses again this year? Oh, you know we are. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know we are. I, that was my favorite. Hundred percent. I remember. I remember taking my uncle to a uh, Henderson Silver Knight, uh, uh, a Silver Knights game. And um, the first thing he said was, I need sunglasses so I can watch this team <laughs> the play. The Abbotsford Canucks and, and, need to give out 1,000 pairs of Abbotsford Canucks oh, shades yeah. to the first 1,000 people yeah. who come into that arena when the Henderson Silver Knights come to town. I think it's next week. Yeah. yeah next next, I next will, week. That would be awesome. Mm, I'm calling that right when, now. No, it's not next week. They come in. When do soon. they come in? They're yeah, soon. it's yeah, in November. Yeah, they're coming soon. But, yeah. So uh, when they uh, come, first, first week of November, so yeah. two weeks from now. Oh, we're calling. Two, three we weeks. gotta get that. Gotta yeah. get that happen. That'd be uh, hilarious. Yeah, November third. Well, I'll, I'll be wearing sunglasses for sure because yeah. I'll yeah. be in Mexico. But 
<laughs> just just tune in live stream it from your uh, beach with the sunglasses on every time uh, oh no please don't we don't need Kenny in a bikini yeah, no <laughs> well you don't but. He, he'll be getting some yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> Abbotsford what to expect this season <laughs> so they're they're battling with Can Calgary and Seattle for the fir- for the first in the division so I yeah. want to for those that don't know the AHL readdress I know that the, it's crazy to be talking about first in the division right at the start of the season, but it is so bloody important in that Pacific division in the AHL. If they get first in the division, they get a buy into the second round and they get to play the worst team qualifier from the first round. It's a, it's one of the biggest advantages I've ever seen in playoff sports in any sport. And, and it's, and it's uh, like, I feel like that, that t- format of playoff is very similar. It was very, um, very, very common, but I feel like watching it with the last season with the AHL and then compared to other sports, you really do see that advantage. Oh, it, it is it is way bigger and how, especially how intense the games are, uh, yeah. uh, with, with the game uh, and the AHL. It, yeah, I I remember you telling me that it's a huge advantage. And me kind of like, well, it's always an advantage for every sport, and then but no, it, it's you not really just the see. Fly. It's the fact that you then play the lowest qualifier, and because there's so much depth in the Pacific Division, you could have a low liar that comes in, barely qualifies for the playoffs, upsets someone, and then poops the bed in the second round when they're playing you, and when you haven't even played any games yet. Yeah, yeah, right. You could coast right through to the third round. Yeah, and it's, it's not so long that uh, I know, like some teams in in some sports, it's very common in the NBA. Um, so not so much the NBA, but um, some sports when you get that buy. You come in, you're supposed to have an advantage. You're, you've, they've almost rested up too much. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, that they don't, that they don't play so well. They get take a couple games to get in rhythm, and the the playoffs in the AHL is so short that yeah. they yeah. don't have that. So it's yeah. always go go go, no matter how long the bry is. Well, plus they're playing like three games before the playoffs. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. it does, it's not a big pause between, right? Um, so what what should we be watching for this season, Kenny? Oh man. Well, first of all, I think. I mean, <laughs> I'm just, sorry. I'm just looking at the roster, and I'm just like, you know, you got you got Pod Colson, you've got Neil Zaman, you got Sheldon Drives, all played pretty much most of the yeah. season with the Canucks last year. <clears throat> Nielsen's taking a step. Bainesy's taking a step. Linus Carlson. Uh, I do like Max Sasson. He he he. Yeah. I'm interested to see what he can do with in a full season compared to just a few games. Yeah, before, you've before got the, the uh, Arders Seelofs. Who there again? Like I said, at the IHF was stoning NHL stars. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, he did not look out of place at this all. This guy is going to dominate the AHL this year. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be him and Wolfie in Calgary competing for that top spot. Yeah, I just want to send a special shout out to watch defenseman Jet Wu. Uh, because yeah. as he's both very good, but he's also from uh, Winnipeg, BC. Oh, the Winnipeg Manitoba, sorry. So, uh, hey, you see that Tilly in the in the Cal- in the Wranglers uh, Moose game the other night? No, I didn't. It's about as nice a fight as you'll ever see. I think I shared it to the social <laughs> media. That's at underscore Bush League on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Go, go check that out, folks. It's one of the best Tillies you'll ever see in hockey. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it just shows you that's AHL too. So that's great to see. For sure. Um, Tristan Nielsen, obviously your buddy there, Kenny. He's uh, always a must to watch. You hit the nail on the head last year, Tara, when you said when people come to the arena, your buddies are like, just keep your eyes on 84. Yeah. The rest <laughs> will flow naturally. Yeah. He's yeah. So, he just darts in and out so quickly, right? 
Um, but also, you, you forgot about your own boy, your own flesh and blood, Linus Carlson. Yeah, Carl's son over Carl's there. Son. He's, yeah, he, I mean, Linus Carlson is just stupid <laughs> we got, good. We man. got Sam here. To just, just Sam is sad. cringing on cringing that at one. the pun. Yeah. Get, you, you better get used to this, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a good pun. That's a good. That's a good I like it. But I've been practicing. I've been prepared all week. You know, we've got Christian Wolanin as well. He'll probably go up and down between the big club and uh, you know yeah. Danilo Klimovic. He's developing more and more. I can't wait to see how much be- he gets better every year. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Arsty Baines. Man, Bainsy. Guys, guys going to be a beast this year for us. Mm, absolutely. I feel like we have a really... We didn't even talk about Aturatu, neither. Like, no, Aturati, no. Oh and he's you got really good. Klimovic, and their defense is so much more. Like, Philip Johansson will be playing almost the whole season. Yeah. yeah Cole McWard, right? Much. Cole McWard played with, with Quinn Hughes. didn't see Johansson at all last year. He didn't play Playoffs. The did he very play? end, like last game, oh, I think did, he yeah. played, like, the yeah. very last game. I almost, want us to, I almost want us to do an episode where we just go down the Abbas for Canucks roster and just say, like, three things that we've liked about what they're doing so far this oh. season. But that would take yeah. three hours to do. The most <laughs> exciting <laughs> thing is when they <laughs> when they established the roster for the Abbas for Canucks, and I read it, and I was like, wow, this is going to be a season. Yeah, yeah. Like, that would this be a great roundup right before the Christmas break, maybe. That would be. I also really am hoping... Carl's making notes. I'm hoping that Jermaine Lowen... Uh, oh, know, yeah. Ma- Mandeville, Jamaica. You, it's hard. It's rare you see a Caribbean uh, and hockey player, and I really want really want to see him do well. Yeah. He's a big guy, too. Yeah. 6'4", yeah. 220. Should hypothetically yeah. play well on slow ice, right? So yeah. that's what we were always lacking. <laughs> cool <But> running. <laughs> we have, we're going to have slow ice tonight so after. Because I think there was, a, there, was a, there was a show last night. Uh, Bert Kreishner was in town, right? Or was he... Just, I don't know. Where do you uh, Anyways, so tonight, 7 p.m., Abbotsford Center. It's let's go. probably sold out already. If it isn't, get your tickets uh, or grab tickets for tomorrow night's game also at 7. Uh, lots going on at the arena. Gate 1 opens at 5.30 for season ticket members. Six for everyone else, I think. And the first 1,000 fans at the South Rise will get free Grim Smokies. What? Um, yeah. Last year we got when the show's over, the we're over. We got the shaft. We got the last two Smokies, but there were no buns. No buns. Smokies wow. with no buns. So we had the Smokies, oh and they ripped us off on the on the beer at the front. <laughs> Quite the thing. And oh on that gosh. note, uh, please drink responsibly tonight, folks. And if yes. you are drinking, do not drive. It's not worth it. Get an Uber. We have Uber mm-hmm. now. It's so much easier. Just Can I, I, I want to. I've been working on this for for a minute, so it's going to be rough. But I just want to do a special driving PSA. As, to tie in with the so for all those vancouverites and surrey drivers and langley drivers here in abbotsford we have wider lengths that doesn't mean you need to take it all up to try and squeeze your way through so don't be a jerk let people through it's a zipper be calm be patient drive safe wax on wax off that's actually well done i think in general it's just a good philosophy you just don't be that guy we all know that guy (laughs) That guy at the games, that guy, just don't be that guy. Yeah. Nobody likes that guy. Yeah. Nobody wants to be that guy. <laughs> just, just don't be him. Don't yeah. be that guy. We in, Tomorrow you will thank you for not being that guy today. And journal, journalists write about that guy. We make fun of you in the, <laughs> in the media. <laughs> so don't be that guy. You don't want to be remembered for the wrong reasons. Yet another reason. So we got the Wranglers. This oh, weekend, man, a, yes. a fun a, rivalry. Woo. We've yeah. had some fun. No Timbit, though. So I don't know what Wayne and Doug and them are going to have oh, to say. Man. but uh, they're, they're going to probably have signs saying, bring back the Timbit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They'll still be shouting Timbit at nobody. Uh, They'll just pick the shortest but, guy there and yeah. choose <laughs> <Malby> <laughs> for That's no exactly. reason. 
<laughs> Even though they're the three feet taller than they are, they <laughs> still choose that one person. <laughs> but as we mentioned, Matthew Phillips now with the Washington Capitals organization and finally getting a much-deserved shot at the NHL. Three games in the season with the big club in Washington. He has a goal and an assist for two points. He was a player you love to watch but hate yeah. to play against, and I wish him nothing but the best in Washington. True. Uh, and I'm glad he's not in Calgary anymore. <laughs> uh, and I hope he doesn't play down in the in the minors and we don't see him in the Calder Cup at some point. Uh, <laughs> while we're on the topic of the Capitals, no goal get goals yet for the Ovechkin uh, through three games. I'm not sure if that's still the case. But uh, has he stalled out? 72 goals short of Gretzky. Will he get there? I hope he gets 71. <laughs> wow that's harsh <laughs> you know he won't he'll go out and play in a, a stretcher if he has to to get that extra goal i know i know i'm just saying i just I, I i just hope that he only gets 71 yeah. <laughs> no matter how long it takes him even if he comes back he's 100 years old and he's still somehow better than everyone else on the ice i only want him to get to 71 i only the only one the only player i want to get beep gretzky is Connor bedard uh, I love Connor Bedard for, for no reason other than the fact that he's a North fan boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love Bedard. It. He's got one goal and yeah. two assists so far through five games. And there's that Patrick Kane connection we were messaging that was about. Cool. The fact yeah. that they both injured their wrists and that caused them to get that ungodly wrist shot they have. Yeah, Connor yeah. Bedard has the greatest wrist shot in the history of the NHL. I, like, I it's, agree. It's, it's, it is, it's awesome. It I, looks like he's dumping the puck and then it just comes off his stick like a wrist I, shot. I legitimately thing. watched a hour like a. One hour and ten minute long YouTube video that was explaining Connor Bedard's wrist shot yeah. in a scientific physics matter and comparing it to other people, and it was wow. one of the most fascinating bits of physics I've ever seen in my life. I watched a one hour video of Connor Bedard for a much more frightening reason. There we go. Well, there's no no such thing. It's, you know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. he's underage. Yeah. Too, that was I do I do love oh. I do love that video of him uh, signing the jersey signing, and uh, the first thing goes like, "Can you sign my jersey too?" He's like, "No, that's a that's a Habs jersey. That's, that's a Habs jersey. I'm not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> signing a Habs jersey. <laughs> I'm not a Habs jersey. Oh. <laughs> he just he's like, <laughs> yeah, that was no, just so man. great. Uh, so for the Wranglers, the guys to watch: Jeremy Poirier is off to a hot start for the Wranglers. Uh, one win and in their season opener in Manitoba versus the Moose. There we go. And uh, Wolfie with the 28th save win in that one looked as good as last year and only let in uh, two goals on 30 shots. Dustin Wolf, for those of you that lived under a rock last year, dominated the AHL uh, with a league leading 932 save percentage, 2.09 goals against average, and 42 wins. I'm almost surprised that they didn't. Pulled him up to the NHL this season. Or did they? I don't know. It's Calgary. They do. Yeah. yeah. I'm just. Well, listen, when Markstrom, when they're done with Markstrom, they've got a pretty darn good goalie ready to take over. Do, so. do you think that's yeah. what it is? Is that they're kind of like. They're, they're we don't, we don't want to. starting time down here, I think. And then they're going to bring him up. But I don't know. It's like, they got to get him. They did bring him up experience. one game last year. Yeah, but that, that, so, well, that's kind right of. Right like, at the end of the year. Right yeah. the, end. the playoffs for them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was so strange. <laughs> but. But but that's actually uh, Carl. That's actually kind of like the question of like, do you not bring him up to the NHL as a backup, but and let him just stay as the starting goalie, and then when you know that he's got to start, he's got the opportunity to be a starter for to take over Markstrom, then you pull him up. Then you want to do both, right? Yeah. I mean, you want to you want to balance that out because you want him to get starting goalie experience, but you also want him to get NHL experience. So they'll do both. Um, but yeah, just to put it in perspective, how much he dominated last year he had 15 more wins than the next guy 
yeah. in the AHL. And that could be a factor of not being pulled up, like Taryn said. That just could be yeah. Calgary mismanaging their team. And we know that they love to do that. So, <laughs> uh, But oh. he appears to be picking up right where he left off. And uh, we might see him play both games here in Abbotsford, given the nature of the rivalry, especially if Abby, well, when Abby takes game one. You know it tonight mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. they lost their second game last weekend in ot and like i said there was a really good tilly in those in that one i think it was the second game uh former canuck colin dillia with the win in that one for the moose oh. so uh wranglers played their backup oscar you oh oscar uh i, I have here oscar <laughs> who even cares dance <laughs> taryn you must like seeing uh colin dillia over there and look the i'm i'm not Anything that's positive for the moose, baby, you know, like I'm going to love that. But yeah, I'm liking it. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm in, I'm intrigued to see what the moose do this, this season. Uh, but I'm still going to always, I'm always on the Abbotsford team before we're for the Manitoba team. You know what I mean? So yeah, I hear but you. yeah, I no, hear I, you. I think that, I think that Delia will be a good, uh, could be a really good fit there. Um, it, he, it's kind of interesting. He, it's, he's not bigger or smaller than, uh, uh, Sal- Salmonin. So he's about kind of roughly he's he's shorter but the same size kind of weight wise. So um, you're not you're not really like losing much with the, with them switching in my opinion off of that. But so yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good going to be a good yeah. little battle. And like we said before, the Abbotsford Canucks two and zero to start the season. Yeah. Uh, they'll likely split the goaltending duties. We'll probably see a sea loss tonight and then Tolapilo tomorrow. Tolapilo had 41 saves on 44 shots uh, in the win last Saturday in Laval. Uh, and you know, I think uh, that would would amount to three elabus in Laval. <laughs> uh, so that was pretty good for him. I, I mean, that's that's anytime you see forty four shots, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, but we're very fortunate to have some good stuff, some good players here, and a good. Uh, well, it's not, a good it's nice to see duel. both. I was gonna say it's nice to see both goaltenders getting a game early and, and a win under both their belts. So that's awesome. Um, what should we expect from the Vancouver team this year? <clears throat> oh. Look, they're not. They lost their ability. They they ruined their chance to tank for the greatest player. So I think they need to, without any incentive for that, I think they just need to. In my opinion, I think what we should expect is just team cohesion and just them pulling themselves together as a team and just continuing on and figuring out where their rhythm is going to be with this kind of new layout of of how they're doing it and with the new coach that wants them to win. I think forget rhythm. I think work your butts off. I think that's yeah. the, the key. Uh, they're in a league, a division, and however you want to slice it, where wins are becoming increasingly more difficult. Yeah. And realistically, any team in the NHL with Thatcher Demko as a healthy goalie should make the playoffs. Like, yeah. period. Like, And if you're not, there's something seriously wrong with your squad. And it's not like they have big gaping holes. They have some good talent on that team. They so do. they need to play harder. They need to shake off those two losses with the home game coming up uh, on next week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, do, they need right, to be tough to play against. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah. It's a St. Louis game next week. So I'm looking forward to that as well. But yeah, they do. They need to play, play tougher. Um, what's his name? Uh, talk. It always says, right. They, they gotta, they gotta win those board battles. Right. Um, yeah. That's one of the, I mean, really talk it just talks tough hockey, right? Not about fighting, but being hard to play against. Talking talk it. And you and listen, you saw it in game one. I mean, they they shut down Edmonton pretty darn good. So when yeah. they can when they get buzzing and they get playing, the problem is consistency, right? They need that's, that consistency. That's their problem. And mm-hmm. that's where like that's why I do like Talkett's approach. Like even after eight one game, it was 
back on the practice yeah, ice and earn your and ice time. And let's... You need a culture of winning. Yeah. We haven't had that in a very long time in this, no. in this city. And well, I mean, I, I mean, that's not fair. The BC Lions have that for the last two seasons. So uh, just, I give up on the say, CFL because they lose their quarterback because he's too good. <laughs> yeah, the NFL, that's garbage. Oh my gosh, I can't. Honestly, uh, funny enough, he he gets a start. I think tonight. Does or, he? Uh, yeah, he well, not so much start. I think he um, Nathan Rourke. He's he's moved up from the practice squad. Yeah, I heard and they he's, sign him. He's a third. He's well, the third. Sunday anyways. No, yeah, that's right. He does play yeah. starter, but I think they're playing against a team they don't need to really worry about. And um, Trevor Lawrence, it might they might be uh, resting his uh, knees out for well, no, a bit. That was the last night's game. Okay. Yeah, and, and Lawrence played. He did play. Yeah, okay. he played well. He, he's in he my played very well. fantasy. League. Well, what am I? Look at me. Not even. Uh, he played well despite the knee. But, but that's why we're Canucks. So on the Vancouver <laughs> Canucks team, <laughs> exactly. Andrew Andre Kuzmenko. I love this guy. I think he's going to be a big fat, big guy to watch this year. Uh, he's improved his diet, and that'll help the waistline and speed up the feet a bit more. Uh, no more <laughs> Nutella waffles. He was quoted as saying. Uh, and by the uh, way, you know, I want to touch on that because the bad diet thing is actually so more cool. common than people realize for Eastern European and Russian players. They enter the league and they they're not used to having unlimited access to all these fatty foods, and they overindulge a bit. And uh, we don't notice it on the ice performances uh, because most of them are young rookies and the metabolism takes care of it and actually beefs them up. And it's a good thing. Uh, but uh, with, with Kuzmenko, you got to realize he came to us in his mid-20s. Yeah. So it's not like he could burn that uh, freshman 20 pounds off, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where I think, like, he, it's not like he underperformed last year, but I think he has more in him. Yeah. And I think we're going to see that this year. So, you know, we'll see where he gets to. Yeah. yeah, he's off to a bit of a slow start this season, but uh, you know he's got that skill set, right? We saw it last year. He almost got, what did he get, 39 goals? Yeah, he had 39. 39, almost so 40. I think he has so. 50 goals in him, that guy. I, I would agree. Um, <clears throat> hey, did you guys see that commercial? The... Uh, to Chuck Brothers. Oh, oh. man, that is... Yeah. <laughs> Matthew and, and Brady Chuck, for those that haven't seen it, that's hilarious. Go go watch that. No, we're going to... Okay. Wait till that, We're going out on that, Taryn. Stop. <laughs> He's excited to play it. He's like, let's go, let's go. Okay, play it. Play it. Let's okay, play yeah, it. No, no, let's no, 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 no. I can, we can, we can, I can wait. I can no, wait. No, let's play it. Okay, we'll, okay. Let's, let's hear I love it. Hey, boys. Knock it off. Guys. That's it. Now I'm gonna have to separate you. Brady, Matthew, I warned you. Sorry, Sorry Mom. Oh, if you haven't seen this, folks, go go uh, online and watch the Hyundai it. Hyundai Palisade. I love it. Third row penalty box comes standard. I love that. I love the, the, I love the, the chuckles and the. Oh, it's the just shot. so good. It's it really, actually really good. Yeah, so it really yeah. is the. It really is uh, them them trying not to laugh. Yeah, <laughs> that makes it. That it's so it wholesome, me. though. I love it, and it's like yeah. the Travis Kelsey mom situation. Yeah, like it just feels very like oh, big time. I remember the Stroll brothers had a lot of those moments too, um, where uh, they'd come to the ice and then they yeah. they get asked after the game, well, what, did the, "What did your brother say?" He's like, "I'm telling, I'm telling mom." <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I remember seeing this great one before. I think it was um, for the Anaheim Ducks right after Canada had won gold against the U.S. and it was. Corey Perry and uh, Ryan Kessler. Uh, Getzlaff? No, Getzlaff. Getzlaff. Yeah. Getzlaff. He's Getzlaff. like, he kept calling him Silver. He's like, I swear if he calls me Silver one more time. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> just like walking around the arena, different scenarios. Like, hey, Silver, pass me that bag, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love that stuff, right? It's so good. Um, right. Yeah, so Quinn Hughes is going to be a good captain. JT Miller, we touched on him. 
Brock Besser looks focused. We touched on that. Uh, he sure does. Elias Pedersen, where is he going to get to this year? Does he have 120 points in him? Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, I'd love I to think see so. It. Yeah, he had over it. 100 last year. I think he's gotten and better And he got this off year. to a slow start last year. I mean, yeah. he's already off to eight points in the first four games. I mean. Yeah, he's on pace for 160 points. So there you go. Done. Connor Bedard yeah. season right there. No, and I think they need to lock him down contract-wise or they won't be able to afford him after this year. This guy's going to have a breakout year. And I think he'll be in the MVP conversation for the first time this year. Yeah. And I th- will tell you right now, he's going to win at least one MVP in his career. So he's a $10 million guy. I mean, they got to get this kid locked in for under $10 million. If they could do that, they're good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they're going to be able to pull it off. So we'll see. I'm going to throw a quick one at you here, Carl. What are your thoughts on so Pedersen's eight points in four games. That's playing with Kuzmenko and Garland. Obviously, Kuzi's off to a bit of a slow start. With the emergence of Mikheyev coming back into the lineup, bumping Garland back down to the bottom six, what do you what what kind of impact do you think Mikheyev will have on on Pedersen and and Kuzi? Oh, I I think they'll have he'll have a big impact. And what I like about Mikheyev is he can rotate into a good um, power play line. Yeah, because he's got that speed to gain the zone. I think he. You know, the, the fast players are becoming such a big part of the game. That's why we're seeing a lot of these AHL players coming up that are smaller guys that are making contributing, that are contributing, like Sheldon Dries. He was a guy that can gain the zone, even though like 10 years ago, you got rocked. You come mm-hmm. up the middle like that, you're going to get rocked. They can't do that as much anymore without taking penalties that create goals. So these guys are creating that opportunity. And I think McCaff yeah. does that. I think he rotates well into other lines, plays really well with Kuzmenko, that yeah. Russian connection. And uh, yeah, I think that's going to be one of one of the best lines in hockey. Like yeah. if he if he can rotate in there. I mean, Connor Garland, he's skilled. Like don't get me wrong, but he's just he's not McKeev. No, not at all. Not even close. Like McKeev's a f- a fast player, man. He's about one of yeah. the fastest in the league. All right. Well, I think that's about all the time we have for this week. So for uh, my co-host Kenny Greencorn. Taryn Minzane on the board and Sam over there giving Kenny the eye. I'm Carl <laughs> Ungring, your host. And, uh, you know, have fun at the game tonight, folks. Be Enjoy. safe. And just a reminder, we are broadcasting from the traditional unceded Stolo territory. This is Bush League on Civil Radio 101.7. Up next, we have Chill Rose Place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great program. Check that out as well if you're uh, still going to log on. All right. Have a good one, folks. Yes.